We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Settle back now, content, comfortable, well-fed, and ready for some fine entertainment. Is everybody happy? Then let's go. It's showtime. Welcome to the Q's Militia Podcast with those two unapologetically biased, orange-blooded homers, Sean and Joe. What's up, Q's Nation? Thanks for tuning in to the Q's Militia Podcast with Sean and Joe. If you like it, please share it. The universal handle for the socials is at Q's Militia. Go there, join the militia. We are the only Syracuse sports podcast centered around giving you the fans a voice. Welcome. Happy Sunday morning. A little late, but we're yeah, here. a little, a little, couple, couple days. There hasn't been a whole lot going on. We got a little bit of uh, basic news. Uh, the TBT set their guidelines. There's a lot going on. We'll uh, we'll go through all of that. A uh, couple couple guys leaving, couple guys coming. As far as football goes, we'll get yep. into all of that, I suppose. And um, that's about it. I, I don't. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, did you know we got some recruits? A couple news. I think I got my sports fix in last night, so I feel like I'm. That's why I'm in a little bit of a better mood today. So, yeah, you know, yeah, UFC has been keeping me sane, and NASCAR's kind of came up here lately to help. I mean, it's crazy I say that, but well, not really. It's, prob- it's probably backwards with you. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, at the first thought of like NASCAR without fans, it's like really kind of depressing but when it goes yeah you go to races though true but when you go plus they took a race away from richmond and filled it with you know because they're not running the regular schedule they're running where in states where they're allowed to run and they weren't allowed to run in virginia so the richmond race that was supposed to have come and gone never came because they took it and used it as a darlington race in south carolina no i'm sure they'll reschedule it no, nope, I, they're not. They'll, there's a there'll be a fall race there, which is great. But you know, when you go, you know what was it? it? Was gosh, it was like two months, over two months. So when you go two months, and they're like, we're gonna bring back NASCAR and we're gonna race at the same track, you know, maybe two, three times in a row. But we're gonna get these races in, and there's not gonna be any fans. Like I, I don't care. No, not know. at this point, right? And <laughs> right. Especially when yeah. you look – like you you care more because you went to the races, right? But when you look at the sports and like what crowds actually – like how they change games sometimes, right? I mean we've only seen NASCAR and UFC. UFC to me, I didn't know how that was going to be handled. It was really weird. You know, the entrance – you know, usually you have the entrance coming in. People are cheering, the music, and yeah. everyone's into it. And then you, it's just always so loud, you know? Yeah, and from I know. Watching That's on the TV thing. now, like you can definitely – you can hear the coaches more. You can hear the hits more. 
because obviously it's not as loud, but it doesn't seem to affect the, the fighters. Not at all. I mean, in, in you know, um, it mean, doesn't really come across much different in either no. one of those sports, actually. Right. You'd and, think, I mean, because at the end of you of like races, that's when what? When the driver goes around and people are cheering and, you know, does the burnouts and all that stuff. That's about the only time you see the crowd, right? Right. In UFC, it's like big hits and this, this, and that. But really, it's just around, like, the ends of the fights. Or if you're fighting a boring fight, then they'll let you know, too, because they're going to boo. But other than that, you know, maybe that could even be helpful for some fighters, right? Because I bet you there's been some fighters that have gotten booed because their fights are boring. And all of a sudden, he's like, all right, and takes a chance, gets knocked out. And now they don't got those those fans booing because they're not throwing any punches. So, yeah, but, and I they, mean, it's going to they still it's did the walkouts, you know. No, it's going to be interesting, yeah. and you know, it may be a little different with a sport like football and and basketball, where well, you know yeah. those are crowd dominant sports compared to others. You know, NASCAR right. obviously, the fans aren't hyping up the drivers. Drivers are not focused on that, right. though they can. Well, and even golf, golf's back, True. right? So yeah. I mean, right? Yeah, drivers are not focused on the fan. No, absolutely. But not. fighters and might be though. Fighters well, could you be. You can hear them, right? Right. You can hear them, right? But and then with golf, uh, I'd have to imagine it's got to be easier without fans and being surrounded by hundreds or thousands of people, right? So, uh, or the chance of someone talking in your backswing or taking a picture in your backswing, right? So even golf, that's one that I feel like could be better off. I mean, obviously there's why always did they those ever, die. Why did they ever stop playing golf? <laughs> <laughs> well, they didn't down here in North Carolina, but they stopped the PGA Tour. I think it was because some of the players were, I think just all the major sports leagues in the United States like shut everything down and some of the players said the same thing. And I think also there's, um, there's international players too that are in true. the actual sport as well. So, That's true, and they but... couldn't, you know, they couldn't travel, but I understand what you're saying. It's, I mean, it's you and your caddy, right. And then yeah. a couple officials, right. That's, that is the game of social distancing, right? I don't, I don't totally. even think the closest you think are. Think of another one. Oh God, I don't tennis. Yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> Cornhole. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. There's going to be a lot of of. I think there's going to be a lot of sports that are going to be like, wow, we really didn't need this. Be- but it's going to be interesting, like you said, when it comes to basketball and football, some of these other sports. It's going to be interesting to view all these sports as they come and they start doing it without fans. We're going to enjoy. Yeah, we're going to enjoy watching it, but it's going to be, it's going to be a a lot different. Yeah. With no fans, those ones. Right. So, well, I mean, what kind of home court advantage do you have? I mean, they say that fans and home court advantage, I mean, sometimes they, I mean, in football, they say sometimes, you know, for home teams, it's a touchdown. Basketball teams, home court advantage, that's that's a real thing. You right. get that extra burst from those that crowd. And, oh, totally. Third down on defense at home, you know? Yeah. Keys like, jingling, it like being that. loud. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. I don't know. Everything's going to feel, no matter where you are, Location-wise, everything's going to feel like a neutral game with no fans. So it's going to be weird. Well, let's let's get into all this stuff here. But first, uh, I want to tell you about the the people who help distribute this show uh, to you guys now, and that's Armchair Media. And um, Armchair is a collection of fifty plus podcasts, including ours. Obviously, what they do is they try to localize the sports world a little bit more. We've been with them for about two years now, and we've enjoyed uh, 
growing this show with them and with you guys, and we appreciate it. It's uh, Armchair was a blessing, came out of the blue for us, and they do have some written stuff, but they got a lot of podcasts for NFL and NHL, a couple NHL, baseball, and, um, you know, some other college teams if you're into that. But um, starting June 1st, uh, Bet Online, which is actually tomorrow, uh, Bet Online will serve as the title sponsor for Armchair. And uh, we want to welcome them. This will open up the possibility to develop merchandise lines as well as potentially host live events once we return to a semblance of normalcy. And, you know, we got we talked about NASCAR. We talked about UFC. We talked about golf. All of those are coming back. Bet Online has hundreds of games and events to bet on. They have live and simulated sports as well. There's a $10,000 Madden Bracket Challenge you can enter for free. Visit betonline.ag on your computer and mobile device today. Check out the action. BetOnline is your online wagering solution. Look, uh, we will have a read. We'll have a promo code soon. Like, well, tomorrow. So the next show, we'll, we'll have all that. But we want to thank them right. for coming online. Uh, to see thing, all things Armchair, search Armchair Media wherever you get your pods. Also check out Armchair's website, armchairmedianetwork.com. And their social uh, is at Armchair Media. Those who can do, those who can't, take a seat. Like Joe and I. Well, especially Joe. So, all right. Unbelievable. Joe. <laughs> Joe. Um, look, <clears throat> look, look, it's having a title sponsor again is going to be a big deal. It's going to be nice. So I would like yes. to see what bet online is going to do. And we've had the betting sponsorships, but bet online is, it's a little different than my bookie. I think Yeah, I've checked it out we'll and I've read it on it. So, um, yeah. Anyway. If we could only get DraftKings aboard, if we could only get DraftKings aboard, so Joe, oh, man. Joe would, Joe, Joe would just the promo code that the amount of times Joe could use that promo code, and we just, hey man, look, we'd be superstars. If if we had that, you know, if it came maybe a couple weeks earlier, and I'm, I parlayed, I parlayed my DraftKings lineup last night, then I would have won a pretty, pretty pile of cash. Yeah, sure. and I mean, so. hey, you know. I'm thinking about doing the DraftKings thing too. So, especially, it sounds fun for NASCAR, to be honest with you, because we talk about your DraftKings NASCAR lineup all the time. Well, I mean, I so, got, I, I mean, you're, you're my draft, or you're my NASCAR go to, man. Well, thank so you, I got to call, I got to call you to see what's up. Yeah. And you've done pretty good, right? I haven't steered you wrong, really, have I? No, the answer is no. no, Joe. The answer is no. no. So, um, <laughs> a little, a little bit of sad news. Um, Floyd Little, who's a staple. Uh, at, at Syracuse, obviously, 77 years old. Um, he's been diagnosed with a treatable but aggressive form of cancer. So um, we, our prayers go out to him, and all of Cuse Nation is behind him, obviously. This broke, what, a couple days ago. So was it yesterday? Day before. Day before. It was Friday, yeah. I believe I saw it. So uh, pro, pro Football Hall of Fame 2010 and College Football Hall of Fame in 1983. So, um, you know, we're behind him. Hopefully, you know, 77 years old. This dude does not look 77 years old. I mean, no, he's a, he's freaking. He looks like he's like 55, 60. It's amazing. <laughs> so anyways, we're thinking of Floyd Little right now. Um, so the university is expecting to go ahead with football season, obviously. 
And I guess, right. John, if you're a season ticket holder, you got an email from John Wildhack saying that the the attendance was going to come with some limitations. So I guess we don't, I didn't know numbers were released. We don't know what that looks like, uh, right. how they're going to do it. But at least we um, have some assurance of things going into the fall. Right, Joe? We got tomorrow. Uh, kids can voluntarily do workouts and right. be on campus. So they got that to look forward to. It finally, it seems like things may be, may be starting to move a little quicker. Um, maybe not quicker, but at least we're talking about it. And if we're talking about it, it's something. I mean, that's the way I look at it right now, even though I don't agree with some of the stuff. Um, you just got to take what right. you can get, right? Right. Um, so anyway... <clears throat> I guess that's that's pretty much it for all that stuff. But the the TBT was the real glimmer of hope, you know, coming into this weekend. They did set out some official guidelines, and we can mention them real quick. So what they're going to do is they're going to have one location for only 24 teams. So they knocked off 40 teams. They normally do 64 teams. Yeah. So it's going to go like from a, like six, a full NCAA bracket. Right. And it's going to go from 64 teams to 24 teams. And the field's going to be announced next month. Well, you know, it could be tomorrow. Um, so we'll find out. I think we're likely in there. We've been seated pretty high. I don't see how they don't put Bayheim's Army in there. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. So um, they got well, I'm that. I'm sure there's some conversation with that, right? Oh, I'm sure. I mean, we take it for granted that, you know, they're going to be in there. But I just believe that, I mean, they're one of, first of all, they're, well, they're one of the most popular teams i feel right like. right yeah and yeah and um like i said they're seated high they've done okay they didn't do good last year but they've done okay and you got to imagine they're going to be in there but i hope i'm just not you know taking it for granted like i said but no yeah i mean i don't know i don't know all the the provisions that go to it and like you said i don't think it's going to be tomorrow usually there's um a certain roster size you need and stuff like that so well, I it's think... seven and we have seven we'll go over that so you okay. need at least well... seven and we got there you them. go. Yeah. Well, that's good. Yeah. So um, players and staff will be tested upon arrival and they will stay in specific hotels and basically they're going to be quarantined there through the duration of this. So a positive of COVID test will lead to removal of that player who tested positive from the event. And the team, right? Oh, yeah. He's gone. He's going to have to leave. No, I thought that it, the rules stated that the team was eliminated as well. Oh yeah, and his team. Yep, and his team. Yeah. yeah. So if you so have one, one player and team's gone. Yep, that's right. All participants will be retested after the mandated quarantine period and a positive test. Then two would eliminate the player and his team. So mm. um the staff and everybody's gonna be um tested, obviously. And they're gonna undergo screening. And, you know, those who bought tickets, because there's not going to be any fans, they're going to get uh, they're going to get a refund. So there's not going to be any fans. And that's kind of what we were talking about earlier, as far as right. this will be one of the first big tests of these types of events without fans. And yeah. it's going to be interesting. But <laughs> at this point, like I said, it's let's just I just want to watch some summer basketball. We all love the summer basketball. Oh yeah. Well, it's going to be interesting because again you said you talked about not having the fans and now it's going to only be a one place. Now there's only 24 teams, so realistically you're talking about what like a little more than the sweet 16. 
So you're talking about when you get around there, you're playing good teams. I mean, every every team in this is going to be good. I just I guess what I'm trying to say. Oh yeah, it's going to uh, be stiff competition for sure. And there's going to be a whole bunch of people that are going to be kind of probably chopping at the bit to even get out and play since every league's pretty much been canceled and everyone's just been stuck at home. So um, yeah, it's a good thing that we got our seven and we got the seven that we wanted. Right? It would have been I'd have been a little nerve wracking if we would have started scrambling and grabbed somebody that. You know, we've had before, but maybe don't play that much, you know, or isn't one of the guys that we're aiming for. So I'm glad we at least got seven that that they wanted, and hopefully we can add a little bit more. Yeah. Here's a question, though. What? Bet online. Do you think they're going to have. Uh, Bayheim's army stuff? Or, or, yeah, or, think, or TBT do you stuff? Do think they're going to have odds for TBT? Do you think I, that. I would, I would say that. I would say that they would. Do you think that COVID is going to be the uh, front runner for most wins? Are they going to get the most wins in this tournament, COVID-19? I mean, COVID-19 has got the most wins in 2020 right now. Yeah. So, if they, and if they knock out four teams in this tournament, they're probably going to have the most wins too. So, I don't know. Do you think – I mean, what My are money the, might be on, on COVID. What, what are the chances that, you know – you you get tested and cleared and screened and come into this tournament and then end up getting tested positive later. No, I don't know. Well, I mean, I guess it's the, I mean it's possible. What happens if you get to the championship and then that day one of the teams one it's guy be, tested positive? It's gonna be it's gonna be brutal. Does that mean COVID wins the championship? Yeah, yeah, just like Syracuse won the <laughs> ACC championship. Right, right, right. right. People would yeah. say and they would tell you. That <laughs> some would say that Corona, the Rona, won the ACC championship. But the last time I looked at it, Syracuse won the last game that was fully played. So in the ACC, yeah, it's hard to argue that. So anyway, yeah, some still waiting on the trophy. Say. Still waiting on the trophy. Yeah, Chris McCullough and John Gillen will join Eric Devendorf, Tyler Lydon, Demetrius Nichols, Malachi Richardson, and Brandon Trish. They're the sixth and seventh, like we like we mentioned. So they're they're locked in with the, the with the you know the minimum amount on the roster. Um, right. Everybody, we all know John Gillen. His one year, um, McCullough played sixteen games in two thousand fifteen. He was injured. And then he declared that many? for the it was sixteen. Yeah, almost positive. Felt, no, Are I'm you just messing saying, with I me. Just, oh, okay. Well, tr- no, trying to think back. In the future, it didn't like trying to think back of and watching him play. It didn't seem like sixteen. It didn't seem like sixteen because he did really good in the beginning too. Like the beginning of his freshman season, he did really good before he started getting pushed around a little bit. But he, you know, his numbers yeah. kind of went down. But um, um, those first, like probably the first half, maybe eight to ten games, he was on fire. He was oh doing yeah, really good. I don't know what his he stats were. He was killing Cornell and Colgate. And... <laughs> yeah, basically. But he came out as a freshman <laughs> doing that, though. It's pretty impressive. Well, yeah, but I think what if, he was a high, like, wasn't he a five-star, McDonald All-American, all that? I mean, Oh, I don't know was... if he was a five-star. It's a good, that's a good question. I'm not sure. I'm, I'm pretty mean, sure he was ranked pretty high. Well, so... he could have been. Uh, oh, he was. He was a, he was a big-time uh, recruit. Yeah. I mean, when we landed him, that was a big deal. Right. I mean, he only played 16 games and got drafted. Yeah, Andy, after being Andy injured. Yeah, yeah, after being injured. So, yeah, so. Um, you know, and he was supposed to play last year. And if you remember, 
this is kind of what this is kind of what sunk the ship last year is the Chris McCullough. Um, he was he was taken basically took his his team overseas in the Philippines to to the what was it the championship? I don't know if the championship. Well, they were they he, made it to the playoffs, right? So right, yeah. so it him so and, it, him and Trish getting hurt, right? Yeah, him and Trish him having to having to you know um, fulfill that contract obligation, obviously going to the playoffs like that, and then then Brandon Trish getting hurt. Those were daggers. Yeah, I mean those were daggers last year. So yeah, and I know that Chris McCullough, he wasn't like overly like really good as far as in the NBA, but uh, oh, he only lasted one year there, right? If I'm yeah, right. forever. Well, I think it was two, but either way, it was one of those. I mean, I've heard nothing but good things as far. I'm mean, obviously it's lower competition. It's one of those players that you know barely got to see, and you're kind of. You know, I'm I'm intrigued to see uh, his growth. You know, and I'm I'm glad that he likes Syracuse enough and considers Syracuse. You know, because sometimes those one year guys they're just gone and you never really hear too much about it. You know, about like from them about Syracuse. So besides, I'm glad that he besides John Gillen. I mean, excuse me. Besides besides like a a uh, Carmelo Anthony, who would be considered like the biggest one year guy? I mean. McCullough wasn't even really one year. I mean, he was there one year and, and everything, but he only played 16 games. Yeah. Well, I mean, Malachi Richardson was one year. Yeah, that's true. That's another good one. Like I, like uh, I, like I, I, I uh, showed my hand early. John Gillen was is a is one that I think. Tyler Ennis was one year. Dante Tyler Green was Ennis, one year. That's right. Yep. 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 Tyler Ennis was a big one, man. He was just he was just so much fun to watch. Oh, yeah. So, um. Anyway. So we have uh, we had we had someone else enter the transfer portal, uh, mm-hmm. Kadeem Trotter. He'll join Juan Wallace in trying to transfer, and that makes two linebackers. But we got a couple new recruits, both linebackers, um, right. just a couple days after. So the ninth and tenth twenty twenty one recruits. Um, who's this? Austin Rune, three star linebacker from Central Michigan. And he's he's now the top rated commitment to Syracuse in this cycle. So six four two twenty, and he had offers from Arizona State, Western Michigan, Buffalo, Toledo, and Air Force and Army. So that's that's a hefty list right there, Joe. It's pretty good. Yeah, he's got the again. We've talk, we always talk about the the military ones, right? Yeah, so, those are big. Those are oh. big. Uh, to me, of, that just that, to that me. shouts good character. Yes, yeah. That just screams good character. Now, obviously, you know, there's sometimes it's not a guarantee, you know. But but either way, that to me, that that shouts character. Um, and again, this this really what it does too. Also, and, and the one thing that really that I'm seeing, especially when you see uh, the transfer portal guys, you know, the Juan Walls and Kadeem Trotter, they. Um, don't really fit the new scheme. And I, I was kind of looking, I I thought that this was going to happen around after spring practice. Anyway, usually that's when it happens. Uh, They would have probably went through spring football. They would have done their practices and uh, some guys probably would find themselves low or not even on the two deep. And and, then they saw younger guys ahead of them. And it's basically the scheme. And, you know, that's what happens when you change different defenses. Sometimes now you don't fit. So uh, I saw stuff like this, coming and you know that's just when you look at the size of the guys that they're getting now you can tell that it's 
it's leaning more towards his type of guys, the outside linebackers that have size that will be able to play outside linebacker, but also be able to run up and, you know, be the defensive end for that play, right? Turn the defense into a 4-2 or something or a 4-3 and rush the quarterback, right? So, I mean, 6'4", 220, he's, um, he's got big size. And really what this the, – the key here for me is seeing the offer from Arizona State. So that just tells me that because that's where our defensive coordinator Tony White came from. Oh, so that just okay, tells that. so that so that just tells me that this was a guy that he was that he was targeting even when he was at Arizona State. Now he's at Syracuse, and we got rid of well, didn't I don't want to say get rid of like we just released the guys, but you don't you want know, to say it, but you did. Yeah, I did. It's it's it's. I mean, it's harsh, right? So <laughs> yeah, again, bit. we know, but we know that this is what happens when. There's coaching changes and when there's scheme changes in basketball and football. Um, we talk about it all the time, how Bayheim has no problem sitting his guys down and having an honest conversation with him about his playing time and what they think they should do. And I think that that's what coaches should do to their players instead of leaving them out in the dark, right? So if if those conversations were made and, and then those guys decided to go to the transfer portal because they saw the writing on the wall, then, you know, I don't – I don't want to say that is like get rid of is like that they're bad. It's just right now they don't fit and they're going to go find some place where they do so that they can be successful. And uh, now we're targeting guys that is going to hopefully make this defensive scheme successful. Yeah. So by the way, Chris McCollum played. Yeah. I think two years total. Who's the other guy? Oh, um, Malik Matthew, 6'3", 210 pound. See, another one, 6'3". Yeah, and uh, he was bumped up to a three-star, by the way. He had offers yep. from Boston College, Rutgers, Buffalo, Kent State, and Temple. So yep. uh, two two linebackers enter the transfer portal and, and two new recruits come in. But, I mean, what does it say, if anything, Joe, about like um, like the younger guys from last year? You know, the... You know, the well, uh, yeah. Uh, the Well, I think... You know, Mikel Jones, Mikel Lee Pogba, yeah, Jeff yeah. Canton, Arku, those guys. I mean, when you look at some of their, when you look at their size, uh, they have basically what it takes to play this type of defense. Especially uh, Jeff Canton, um, Arku, he's he's like six three, six four. So he's a, he's a monster. Pogba's six one. I think Mikel Jones six six one. I think those two guys are looked at as the middle linebacker type guys, but. Um, yeah, it, I just the, all I think all those guys passed, you know, the other linebackers in that too deep, and that's why we saw the transfer portals the way that they go. So, um, again, I think this is going to be a situation kind of like I don't know what four or five years, six years back, where we had Paris Bennett and Zaire Franklin and Jonathan Thomas and all these guys come in in the same class, and by sophomores they were all pretty much either starting or contributing significantly. So. Uh, and we had three years of good to great linebacker play, college linebacker play. Um, weren't necessarily NFL guys, but they got the job done for us in the ACC. So, um, again, I think we're looking at players that are going to be able to do that. It's just how fast can they get this new defensive scheme and, and come together and gel um, and then grow up in it because they are still relatively young. Yeah. So how many, but, I mean, do we know how? Do we even know how many scholarships we got left? That opened up two, um, and then two were taken. So there's probably a ton. 
Well, again, I think we're up. We're allowed twenty-five, something like that. I think we're allowed to take somewhere between twenty-two and twenty-four this year. Um, and right now we only, we, right now we still only have what ten commits. So yeah, that was nine and ten. But what does make this important too? And again, like I said, I don't know when you said Austin Rune being our highest. Do you know what that was according to? When it said it was um, our highest rated. I don't. I don't. Uh, that was from on... that was from Noon's Magician. So I don't know. If no, it's... okay. Because two four Because what happened? So Jalen Moss and, and we talked. I think to Tyler about this. I don't know if it was live on a podcast or not. But um, how Jalen Moss? Because he was. Remember, he was not rated. Right. Then he yes. did the verbal. And so then what happened again? This doesn't mean that he's unrated. Like he's not a, any stars. It's that he just wasn't rated. Uh, he verbal to Syracuse. So you know, two four seven sports rated him. And from what I see now, he's rated with an eight and a three star. Say that again, because you, um, I think your wire's loose. Go ahead. I said since. <laughs> what are you? <laughs> all I, I asked you, all I asked you to do is repeat yourself. The, like the last ten seconds, not even. Oh. Well, they they rated so they rated Jalen Moss. <laughs> you were so confused. I don't understand what's so confusing. You looked at me like, oh, what do I? Well, like because a deer I didn't in know headlights. how long, how far back you didn't hear. So no, just like really the know, last little you know? bit, the last little bit. Basically, Jalen Moss is a three star now through two four seven sports. He's ranked eighty fifth. So according to two four seven sports, he's our highest rated guy. Uh, it would be him, then Terry Lockett, then Austin Rune. Okay. And what's interesting to see, too, is looking at position ratings. Um, Jalen Moss and Terry Lockett, the two defensive tackles that we have, um, are position rated through for the for the class uh, 50th and 55th. So, I mean, really, when you think about how many teams there are in college football and everything like that, to get two top 55 rated D tackles, it's not too shabby. So. And that also pushed Jalen Moss, I think, up to the number four prospect in the state of New York. And uh, that was another reason why that uh, Malik uh, Matthew was a good uh, pickup as well. Cause he's in state. He's from New York City, um, Bronx, New York. And he was, you know, getting recruited by the Boston Colleges and the Rutgers and the Temples and people that try to, that you know, we compete in that area to try to get those local kids. So, again... Uh, right now, he's rated the fifth best player in New York State. So right now, um, I mean, more times than not, the fourth and fifth rated players in New York State aren't going to Syracuse. So, um, and who knows, might be a down year, might be an up year, who knows. But um, it's something that's promising to be able to get those those in-state guys, two top five in-state guys. Yeah, so I just looked back, and, and Nunes doesn't say how they – came up with that they don't give a, anything on that but i just looked it up on 247 and nationally he's he's 1160 but in his position he's 63rd and out of michigan he's 27th so three star i don't know how they where they got that from but that's what yeah it's all different it's all over the place yeah, yeah so yeah. and i mean our, we're still right around where we've been um right now our national rank, I think, is 48th as far as recruiting class. Um, and I and don't get, I mean, uh, never mind. What? It's pretty good. I think we're going to finish pretty good. We're not going to, you know. Well, it, again, 
we're not we don't get a lot of four stars five stars you right know, so exactly it's like a, a ton of three stars and be lucky to get one four thrown in there you know so well yeah well I at one point I, I, I joke well, at one point i saw an article that syracuse is ranked ahead of alabama in recruiting and it's like it's only because of the number of players yeah yeah, that's, yeah 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 so they, yeah, Alabama so, only had like four players been recruited so far, but they were all like four and five star guys. So, yeah. I mean. See, if you look at the average, like if you look, because what they end up doing is they end up doing the average rating of your prospects of your whole right. recruiting class. Right. Let's take yeah. your whole recruiting class. Everybody's ranked and then they do an average ranking of it. So um, which, you know, can be skewed pretty bad because you get a low three star. I mean, who knows what he's going to end up being anyway. And it's like. I don't know. I give my buddy at work. Um, I kind of throw a guilt trip on him just to mess with him because he's we're, we're always talking football in this and he's a North Carolina fan. And ever since Mac Brown came back, I mean, last year he had a great recruiting, like a top 25 something recruiting class. And right now, North Carolina football is like, I mean, I feel like they're like a top five recruiting class right now for next year. So it's like every other day he's talking about, oh, this four star, this five star, this, you know, so, um, yeah, right now, sorry, he didn't get a five star, but North Carolina has 10 four stars right now for their football recruiting. 10 four so stars. 10 four stars. Yeah, that's really So good. this is like, this is all I hear at work and this is and that, you know what I mean? And meanwhile, I'm, you know, coming back and talking about, you know, recruiting, tight end from germany right when we when we had that whole yeah. thing going on right yeah, so yeah that's right. it's like every, so every day i'm just like oh yeah he's like he'll be ah, any news and say, not hey look mac we're gonna sign 22 three stars we're gonna be in the 50s somewhere probably 12th 13th in the acc that's what it's gonna be bud okay stop asking me about recruiting because i know all you want to do is start talking about your four stars yeah you gotta wait <laughs> to see how it pans out anyway well that's that's just it right i mean no one's to say you can't I mean, Andre Cisco okay, was. A I was star. just gonna say Andre Cisco, yeah, yeah, yeah. So either way, yeah, yeah. You can you can develop and you can find some of these diamonds in the roughs that just got under recruited, um, and 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 you can be better than what your recruiting ranking says you are. But it's it's also subjective because yeah. different schools, different schemes, different. You know, it's just so. Um, I guess, I guess that's pretty much going to do it for us, Joe. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's not Sorry, really too guys. much else there's to. Not, there's not, there's not a ton going on unless you want to talk about Joe's card collection. He plans on pawning off in the next couple of years. <laughs> hey, look, look, look! <laughs> I told you that in confidence. So, well, it's funny because uh, we got to talking about like old cards and stuff, and I went and broke out like. You know, I was trying to find out my old stuff. My all my old old good stuff was stolen by my stepbrother, who was a crackhead. <laughs> so, <laughs> dude, he's listening. He, I hope he is. I hope he knows <laughs> that you know th- that I know he stole my box of cards and my brothers. I'm almost positive he stole my brothers too. Anyway. I'd love, to, I'd love to know how much money you got. <laughs> um, uh, well, my brother's collection was worth more than mine, but mine was pretty good. Mine was sentimental, too. So, anyway, uh, I started looking for some old stuff, and, and and I got all... I have so much Syracuse stuff that's not hung up yet, because I don't I have any more wall space, because of all my other Syracuse stuff. I'm like, man, some of this stuff, some of the stuff I got is good, dude. 
some of the stuff I got is good as far as memorabilia. You might have the cards, but I got some pretty awesome memorabilia, man. I do. Yeah. So nice. Joe's got the Kobe Kobe Bryant rookie cards. I'd have thrown at least one of those up on eBay by now, but mm. that's me. Mm. Sorry, man. Yeah. I'm gonna sit on that. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Because the thing is, again, like I said, I mean, when we were growing up, that like it was like the rise in the fall of that industry and like all that stuff usually ends up making it back and it just hasn't yet so yeah it's i mean didn't, right, didn't right baseball now, play a huge part in in the decline of of like the you know the beckett values and stuff wasn't it baseball it really i honestly i don't even know i'd love I thought to it was the baseball that. i thought it was like the baseball strike back then that really dropped the value of cards down and baseball's kind of always led the way in cards. I know that basketball was making a huge moves towards. No, baseball being... definitely was the one that started it. I yeah. mean, right? But but basketball the old was baseball with yeah. that piece of gum in there. Oh yeah, the tops with the piece of gum. <laughs> the old tops cards with the with the with the wood grain borders on them. You remember those? <laughs> Oh, yeah. And you get that hard ass gum. It takes <laughs> here. Pop this in and chew while you go through your pack. Yeah, and your cards are always like dusty from the from the gum residue. Oh man, from those are the that, days. Whatever that residue was. To yeah, keep we don't. We still don't know. We're still alive, though. We're still alive. If you chewed There's gum out of a tops of pack, sort. you might not get COVID. Put it that way. You already so, have the antibodies. <laughs> so, but they. Yeah, I mean uh, they they led the way, and I think that football and once football and basketball started getting as popular as baseball, right? Then they started coming coming in. But I still think that it was kind of revolved around because the football or the football and ba- basketball cards they were so new that there wasn't any of the Lou Gehrig baseball cards or the you know old 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 cards. So I think that that was a lot of what was keeping that the older memorabilia, the older trading cards in which you're talking about baseball cards in the 30s, 40s, 50s, you know what I mean? Yeah. That kind of stuff. Yeah. So I mean when once football and basketball, I mean when that started in the 80s, the cards weren't old enough. The players were still playing this, you know. So yeah, they that's, that's how you got to look at it. You know, I looked at it like, oh, I was excited when I had the Kobe Bryant things. This is and I'm like, well, if he ends up being a Hall of Famer, or if he ends up being this, the same thing with Shaq. If they end up being a Hall of Wait forever. Wait forever. Hit. Yeah. It pays and off. Uh, yeah, it's going to eventually pay off. Right. So even right now, even if I were to put like a Kobe Bryant rookie card on eBay, I could go there, test the waters to see how much. But it's all it's all just speculation. People out there that probably know way more about it are out there trying to pay make it look like they're paying some sort of money right but they really know that at some point how much that's actually going to be so i've heard rumors about it making its way back and like i said these things like this they always you know they always come back so what about when that happens i'll be ready what about your pokemon cards i do not have any pokemon cards that's a lie that is a no, lie not. it is that it's is not a, i've it's seen not a lie not a lie. I don't have Pokemon cards. I don't have Magic cards. I didn't do that stuff, right? You know what I did have? What about for Rage? A little while. Remember the Pogs? Oh yeah, I remember Pogs. What? What, what the hell? What, those weren't cards, though. What the hell were they? No, those were like the, the little coins. circle, the little circle discs, the yes. cardboards. Yes. And yeah. then you had the metal slammer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What was that all about? You and my brother played that. I don't know. You'd slam it, and if they got flipped over, then you'd get to take them. I don't know. It's 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 really weird. 
Yeah. It was really weird at the time, but it was it was God, kind of yeah. you know, it was just one of those things, right? Yeah. It's one of those phases faded in, faded out and Yeah. Some of those Pokemon stuff at one point was to, all kidding aside, was some of those were worth money at one point. Oh yeah. Just like the whole beanie remember the beanie babies? Yeah, the Thai beanie babies, those were big. It was a big deal at one point. Yeah. Yeah. Stupid. People were there was they were big money. Cabbage patch kids too. Garbage pal. Well, Cabbage Patch dolls, and then the Garbage Pail Kids, the stickers. Yeah, you never pulled this. You never pulled the Garbage Pail sticker off the backing. Like you kept those, and you had them. In, I had them in a, you know, a couple stacks with rubber bands around them. And I seen one the other day. Corona Mona. Corona Mona, Garbage Pail Kid. Was that funny or what? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I did that, see that. I, that, I think that I sent it to you. Corona Mona. She's got her hands full of snot and everything. So yeah. anyway, I think that's. I think that's all we got. <laughs> Hey, dude! Actually, what? I just wanted to what mention now? because we, well, we don't get to we don't get to talk about it too much, and I just kind of popped my brain, like popped up in my brain or whatever. But um, the sad thing about a lot of this Corona stuff too is you're starting to see these schools and these universities cut cut sports. Like I'm just seeing on, and this is what just made me because I just saw I turned and looked on the news, and it said something like that App- Appalachian State is cutting sports. Like I don't know how much or which ones, right? Um, but they're doing that, uh, Furman and another reason why I bring this up, Furman college or Furman university, they, um, had to cut women, men's and women's lacrosse. Mm. So now Syracuse is actually getting two transfers from Furman that are coming in next year. They also got a transfer already from Utah. Um, and then another one from, I think division three Gettysburg or whatever, but I guess they're all three out of four of them are defensemen. And then it's really only going to kind of bolster what Syracuse already was. I mean, their offense was already ridiculous in the beginning of this year. Yeah. Uh, most of them are going to be able to come back because they all got their year of eligibility or whatever back. Yeah. And now adding these defensive transfers, um, yeah, maybe that helps the defense and maybe we see an even stronger Syracuse team come next spring. So oh, I think they're, that Syracuse lacrosse team is going to be on a mission next year bro i don't think there's any doubt about it they 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 probably well maybe not they as much as the fans but it just robbed it robbed us we don't like that team was doing so good that team was going to be so good and we just never got to watch it come to fruition right so but everybody escaped you know with the little bit of play they had healthy Thank God, and we'll just you know. But they're going to be on a mission next year. It's going to be a lot of fun. I think I think that sport is wildly on its way up on the upswing. Yeah. Um, as far as a fan base, and it used to be like that when we were kids. You know, that's because we grew up in Syracuse, right? But when we were kids, lacrosse doesn't look like it does where me and you live now. You know, in 2000, lacrosse wasn't what it is in North Carolina. Like, oh, no, 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 no. I mean, mean, same thing with Virginia Beach. Oh, dude, it just it's been in Virginia Beach, but it's just starting to gain popularity. But I'm talking about I'm talking about with the Syracuse fan base watching lacrosse. I'm like when we were kids, lacrosse, Syracuse lacrosse was was still kind of a big deal. And then it kind of like faded away and it's starting to make a comeback and, you know, big time comeback. So anyway. Um, yeah, Powell, Powell Brothers. Yeah, Gate Brothers, Powell Brothers. I mean, yeah, totally. Um, so anyway, that's it. That's all we got. I want to thank Armchair Media. Uh, welcome aboard once again, betonline.ag. Go there, check it out. We'll get the promo codes to you ASAP. So for Joe, I'm Sean. We're out.
Thanks for listening to the Q's Militia Podcast, the fan's voice with Sean and Joe. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. (laughs) I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate. The NBA Finals are heating up. Looking for hot takes on all the postseason action? The Old Man and the Three, presented by BMW, is the podcast to listen to for the ultimate finals coverage. Host and former NBA sharpshooter J.J. Redick not only has a plugged-in perspective on the action from his time in the league, but he's also announcing the games in real time for ESPN. J.J. has the ultimate insider point of view, and he's taking you along for the ride as he breaks down the best defensive schemes, dunks, and drives from each game. And speaking of incredible drives, there's no better place to tune into your new favorite podcast, The Old Man and the Three, than in a standard-setting BMW. Luxury meets power to create a wholly new driving experience. Push the limits this NBA season with the brand that set the ultimate standard. BMW, the ultimate driving machine. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply.